0: Aloha and welcome to the sacred. Thank you for taking the time to do something for yourself today. You are entering a space that is here to help shed our old stories, to heal our hearts, to hold space and love each other, and to help create the world and life that we all dream of. Let us thank our ancestors and our children's children, those who have walked before and are yet to come, our Mother Earth, Father Sun, Grandmother Moon, the Star Nations and Great Spirit, the Unnameable One. Thank you for bringing us together and allowing us to sing the song of life. Please sit down, relax and enjoy yourself. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Hey, 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 welcome to The Sacred For those of you that have never connected with The Sacred Podcast before, my name is Emma and I am the host of The Sacred. This is episode 52 of The Sacred's podcast and the first one for the year and I'm so excited to dive in with you all and get this going for you. I have an amazing guest on this week, but what I like to do before we start any of the podcasts is to really connect with our breath. A breath is everything, the giver of life, it is energy, it is us. So to connect with our breath is such a sacred, important, amazing, magical tool you can use at any moment in the day to ground yourself. And I just really would like for you, if you can at the moment, to close your eyes down if it's safe for you to do so. And we're just going to take in three deep breaths, in through our nose and out through our mouth. So breathe in. And again. And one more time. Beautiful just feel that energy change even just within myself so that's amazing well like i said this is the first podcast for the year and i have an absolute phenomenal guest on this week's podcast this amazing lady i actually recorded with last year probably nearly a year ago it would have been Um, And the recording just went missing into the vortex of what we know as the internet and the cloud and just disappeared. And it was a beautiful thing to witness between the two of us but also just within myself the frustration that came up um, because I really, really wanted to get that out. It was a great podcast and She actually was very, very kind to offer her time again, to record again this week, Um, and it was just mind blowing. It is the absolute amazing Hella Weston. She is part of the Trinity of the O2 Awakening. She is an amazing world changer, massive woman connected to her breath, to her life force, to her energy. And it's so beautiful to have such an absolutely cool woman on this week's podcast. I'm so excited to bring it to you. Before we dive in, though, I just wanted to talk about a few things that I've had coming up for me and get a little bit personal with you guys about some stuff. I've had, toward last year, (laughs) ended up being a year for me of a lot of relationship stuff came up, a lot of... Friendship relationship stuff came up and a few really good close friends of mine um, at the time decided to kind of part ways and um, It was very hard and very rough for me to understand and to really Not take it personally and just understand that this is what they required for themselves um, and to respect that and to respect that within myself as well. and to have the growth through that too. because I think it's so easy easy to attach yourself to your relationships and attach your worth to your relationships and to really step out of that coming through that now and really realizing that it's all part of a big picture and everything that we release creates space for something new something more in our container to be held, it's just actually a really beautiful thing. It's just when you can change the story and the perception. I had a lot of shit come up for me. I felt so unworthy. I felt unloved. I felt not good enough. I felt why? I wanted to control it. I wanted to hold on to it. And it's only now that coming out of that and really healing that within myself, the sister wounds within myself and my foundation within myself, that I was actually able to now feel really, really good about that and about that process and to feel lighter and to just feel so much love for those incredible humans that had tough conversations with me. Um, and it was beautiful, just so beautiful. So I just really wanted to share that with you. And Bringing forth that energy into the sacred, into this new year, is huge for me. Making sure my container and my foundation is strong enabled able to be of service to you all with the intention that I have, um, which is obviously to live out of love and to do what I can to help you draw yourself back to the sacred as well. In that, with that in mind, I have a few workshops coming up. If you're not subscribed to the Sacred's mailing list, I really hope hop on and do so. You get a discount code for any of my services that are available if you're interested, and you also get all the regular information and updates on the workshop, so you won't miss out on tickets. So there are cacao ceremonies. There's actually an introduction to cacao, intuition workshops. I'm going to also be having a creative, more creative work come involved with that and also having a retreat later this year so if you're interested in anything to do with that head on over to the sacred.com.au and subscribe i would love to see you there and if you're loving my podcast do the same but yeah i'm about to bring on the amazing magical light that is hella western I am so, so, so stoked to have Hella Weston on this week's podcast. Mm. I was meant to have Hella. (laughs) This has been a long magic working in the making and I just totally believe that spirit and source is meant for this timing to happen for you to all to receive this beautiful message from Hella this week. Um, I did breath work with Hella last year up on the Sunshine Coast and it was magic going to the O2 Awakening. It was absolutely incredible and her medicine, and her power, and her message, and just the way you relate is just amazing, incredible. I'm just so excited to have you, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it, and as you said, it
1: has been a long time in the making, and we've got a long story that we could go into about that, (laughs) but I just want to say I'm glad to be here right now, and I'm excited to dive into this conversation of Unknowns. There's yeah. no plan. We're <laughs> diving in, we're ready
0: to share. And yeah. I'm curious about where it's gonna go. That's what the best thing is, I think, with having it unplanned, is it just lets to weave its own magic. Um see how that happens. So there is a few things that I would like to touch on. I would love for people oh. to get to know Hella and to get to know what breathwork is for you and the magic that you create through breathwork. Mm.
1: Oh, okay. So I'll start with who am I? Uh, well, I'll the basics. I'm from New Zealand. I have been traveling around the world for the last five plus years, living a nomadic lifestyle. Um, I have been on a spiritual path for at least the last decade solidly, just really diving into my own personal growth, seeking truth, and all of that was fueled initially by health challenges, dealing with chronic fatigue, digestive issues, severe anxiety, depression, just never feeling like I had a sense of belonging socially. And um, I knew that there was more truth that I wasn't uh, uh, aware of, mm-hmm. and that compelled me to seek in alternative places. And so I dove deep into my studies and my travel also has been a huge support to my spiritual learning Mm -hmm. um, because I think the direct experience of different cultures and diversity and ways of seeing reality is Mm -hmm. fundamental to understanding it. So that's what I um, began with. And then, Fast forward to 2012, a lot of synchronicities began really turning up in my life. I unexpectedly began to channel um, and I studied a whole range of modalities that year from hypnotherapy to energy medicine and on and on. It, It catapulted from there. I ended up receiving money unexpectedly that allowed me to pack up my whole life in New Zealand and move to India. I studied sound healing in Nepal and then on to Switzerland and it's just kept going from there and I really haven't settled down since. The studies have continued, the service has continued. And now what I'm doing with my my work and my life is serving people around the world through breathwork. So I've got my business called The O2 Awakening, which I co-founded with my business partners, Lucas Mack and Victoria Bowman. And the three of us are on a mission to make breathwork accessible to anyone and everyone who has an internet connection, who is interested in growing themselves. And we believe that it is Ancient knowledge that the world is ready to reclaim, to heal ourselves, to release trauma, to understand what unity and oneness actually mean from a yeah. direct experience. And something as simple as the breath can help us do that. So when I actually found breath work, I had no idea what breathwork could do for me. I thought, You know, oh, it might help me with my meditation practice. It might take my hypnotherapy sessions a bit deeper, things like that. Little did I know that through breathwork you can access these profound altered states of consciousness mm. and in that place you get your own answers. So you don't need that person outside of you to um, tell you what you feel you don't have access to. It, it's giving the power back to every individual to get those answers from within. So oh, that's my main focus. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> and then on uh, aside from that, I mentor women and help them with entrepreneurship and intuitive living and bringing through what I believe is a new form of leadership on mm-hmm. the planet to lead with love and kindness and compassion and inclusivity and mm-hmm. all of those beautiful things that I think are fundamental and driving society where we want it to go in a very practical way Mm. so i think of it like everything that i'm doing is practical spirituality and it needs to be applied in everyday life it's not just to
0: you know sit around and and feel floaty (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally have those woo-woo moments that everyone talks about yeah right right i love that i love it i love for me that your journey started on a lot of people's spiritual journeys. Like a lot of people tend to go to India and they have these, they get into their Reiki or they get into all these different modalities. And I feel like currently we're at a whole new paradigm where we are able to access our own healing and our own power just like that at mm-hmm. any moment, at any second. And I think breathwork really, really enables you to do that. It really gives you that straight connection. This beautiful tool that is life essentially Mm -hmm. the ultimate tool to connect to the greatness of the creation. And because we're able to do that in any moment and any day, we are in control of our healing journey of our connection of our intuitive abilities of not necessarily having to go see psychics anymore or having to go see other people to help us. You can do that for yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. such a gift. It's so beautiful. And it's, I feel like it's very new It's a very new level of consciousness. It's a very new level of vibration. Mm. And it is something that really changed for me when I did my breathwork session with you last year. Mm -hmm. I always believed that I was able to access that myself, but to actually know and receive that message straight down that I could was incredible. So I'm so Mm. grateful for that. I'm so glad that you had that experience. Yeah, it's magic. It's so powerful and it's actually real magic. It's not just, like you said, it's practical. It's something that you can access all the time. Mm. It's not just when you're feeling a certain way. It's a practice that we should be doing every day. When we do, like you do, might do your meditation practice or your yoga practice or your journaling practice or whatever it is for you, your breath work is essential. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and what blows my mind as well with it is that it doesn't matter where you are on your path. Mm. Coming into a breathwork experience, you can have a profound experience that someone who's been seeking answers to life's biggest questions for 20 plus years is having. You know, Mm. there is absolutely no discrimination Mm. in how deep you can go Mm. and no prior experience is required and that's a question that I get a lot is people you know reaching out and saying oh I'm early on my journey do you think that it will work for me or do you think that I'm ready for it and we really have the whole gamut like we've got people who have never been to a workshop in their lives who come and are just completely and utterly liberated and then we've got people who are shamans who are deep in the work in the jungle who are coming and again, having profound experiences. So your breath will meet you where you're, where you're mm. at, and it is so intelligent. And I just never know what's going to happen for any individual doing a session.
0: I think it's beautiful to take away that whole level of what we might perceive as being platforms for each other mm. and thinking, well, you've done this for 20 years, so therefore you're higher than me, or you're greater, or you're going to be able to connect to something bigger than I will, because that's not truth. You don't actually, I feel like you don't actually even really know when your spiritual journey started because it starts with life and (laughs) it it kind of just evolves from there. We're constantly growing and becoming more aware of just who we are and that's what our spiritual journey really is. It doesn't have to be something that's so defined by your relationship with God or practices that you have. It's just your journey and it's just your life and that's the path. It's an experience and it is what you make of it yeah
1: and it's also the energy that's coming through onto the planet right now and following on this thread what i find so interesting is that sometimes older generations give me or people in my community feedback that oh, you're so lucky that you found this at your age and i wish i had this information or these tools at, my, at your age so that I could be further along from Mm. where I am now. And I believe that age is less to do with it than what is made available at this time for the collective. And children Mm. are testament to that. The younger generations that are coming up below my mind. I'm like, how are you this conscious (laughs) and open and clear of junk? that mm. older generations are having to work through. And it's because they're born in a new time. They're born in love. Hey. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. More and more and more. And yeah. And so, yeah, the, the people who are being born now when they're our age and older are going to be on a whole different level. Mm. And, and I realize- will be at an age to calibrate with that. Definitely exist in society.
0: Yes. And I honor the elders that, maybe felt like they don't feel like they didn't have this information available to them because they're the ones that have able to raise the consciousness of the planet for that to come through and it's all just a process and it's all just whole vibrational consciousness raising so it's not there's no well time doesn't exist does it so it's it's all just processes and letting us all do the heavy work to so we can all keep pushing ourselves up
1: Yeah, we are in the unfolding of it.
0: We are, and without the journey, what's the point? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I find too my through my um, breathwork experiences, it's also it's a beautiful tool to release. I have released a lot of past trauma, a lot of DNA trauma, so trauma from families before, a lot of collective trauma. But I also was able to strongly connect with something a lot higher than me, and I would liken it to experiences that I've had with DMT or you might have with ayahuasca or when you're diving into other plant medicines. And breathwork is a tool that you can have to do that all the time. And it's just so magic to be able to connect with that within yourself because we're DMT too, aren't we? Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're in such exciting times and the research around this, I think in the next five to 10 years is going to explode. Mm -hmm. Because people are starting to know about breathwork, mm. the rise is going. It's going to hit, you know, the um, the tipping point. Yeah, and we'll get that solid evidence out there about the effects of breathwork and DMT and all of the other neurochemicals that are stimulated and released through the breathwork process. But 100%, it induces a psychedelic-like experience, yeah. and for so many people that sense of oneness Mm -hmm. and unity becomes real in that space. And when we drop out of the thinking mind, the analyzing the limitations of the known past, and we allow the activity in the brain through the breathwork journey to start shifting into more of the limbic brain, which is the emotional center and associated with memory in more of a subconscious way, that's when we start to open, open, open to see things in a whole new way. You know, going from the micro out to the macro to start to understand the patterns of ourselves and of society, humanity, beyond humanity. And that's when you start to open up to those God like experiences. And my first breathwork journey was totally like that. It blew my head off. It blew my (laughs) socks off, whatever you want to call it. Within about 15 minutes, I experienced myself expanding beyond my body into an awareness of complete, vast, endless energy and was able to witness myself and my life through the eyes of that observer. Mm. And from that perspective was able to unwind so much tension and judgment and trauma and understand what some might call um, God's love, unconditional love, bliss, complete and utter acceptance and compassion. Mm. And that's something that in, in that stage of my life, when I was experiencing it, I had no concept of that being possible. Mm, It just happened. Yeah, that's huge. And this is what I love about breathwork so much is it doesn't matter what you believe. Mm. You could be the biggest skeptic and walk into the room and sit at the back and have your arms crossed and be like, this is BS and I'm not into it and I don't like the way they speak and speak they seem to woo woo and they're all loving and it's way too positive and I can't get down with it. And then you get into the breath work and all of that limited thinking just dissolves and the
0: experience takes over. And
1: yeah, these, these things are common.
0: Yeah. Very, very common. Definitely. And I think like you said, it doesn't matter what your belief system is as well, whether you're an atheist or you're a Catholic or you're a Muslim or whatever it is for you too, you can have the exact same experience and connect to something bigger and greater mm. than you, which essentially is you just without all the bullshit in the way, like what you said, without that mind in the way, trying to analyse it and trying to control it and trying to take over. We're able to step into our body and into a, a more of an a a lightened sense, I guess, of feeling, and it's just incredible. I think, yeah, it's the whole message, also, of the Jesus Christ message is like to bear witness and to just really bear witness to love and bear witness to compassion and bear witness to the fact that you are the Trinity, you are the whole thing. And um, when you take away all of the crap that's there with that with His message, it's just so spot on. Like it's just so beautiful, and it's just something that really Um, it's incredible because I think there's a lot of taboo. There's a lot of taboo around psychedelics. There's a lot of taboo about around having different experiences, but you Mm. can't deny your breath. There's nothing Mm. in little air fingers wrong (laughs) with your breath. No one (laughs) can say to you, oh, you shouldn't be doing that because it's, yeah, it's totally pure. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. pure.
1: Yeah. I completely agree. And it blows my mind too that, I'm here on this planet at this time teaching people how to breathe. (laughs) But at the same time, it is such a loud and clear sign Mm. of how disconnected we've become Mm. from the most natural, instinctive parts of ourselves. Mm. And so it's an honor to be able to remind people, hey, you actually do have the power within your own body, within your own heart, within your own mind, Mm -hmm. within your own emotions to support yourself and breathing can take you there. And I think because of Western medicine, I'll preface by saying I don't have anything against Western medicine as as an existence. I think it's important. It has its place. However, I think that there is so much fear around experimenting with your own body and cultivating energy and a part of the breathwork practice is that you do experience some strong sensations and some tingling and and buzzing in the body and I know that for so many people is right the claw hands exactly (laughs) for so many people to experiment with your body in that way and have something come up that's not spoken about Mm. mainstream, it's an immediate alarm bell. You'll be like, Oh no, I can't do that. It's not safe. Freak Mm. out. Stop. And so you need that, that guide or that permission slip to say, Hey, I know this is intense and I'm here with you. I'm going to guide you through it. We've got experience. It's okay. This is uncomfortable, but it's temporary. And by having that person to kind of guide you through the barrier, you then liberate yourself and you have that tool for life. So with that being said, I think it's important to experience deep breath work practices for the first time, at least with a guide. Yes. And that way you empower yourself to go and do it safely with good technique. Mm. And then you have the freedom to experiment and, you know, use it. Whatever way you like,
0: completely. And you and Victoria and Lucas create su- such a safe container. The way that you are bit willing to get a bit vulnerable beforehand, and you t- talk a little bit about what's going on with you guys, and you get to really connect with you, so you trust you, and then you're able to really let go and enjoy the experience, mm-hmm. and not try and control it or slow down your breath, like because you don't you're afraid or whatever. It's okay. Whatever mm-hmm. experience you have in that room is totally okay. I was screaming and crying and laughing hysterically. Like it's totally fine.
1: Well, and that's the other side of it, isn't it? With the permission slip and the kind of guiding you through that barrier is also, is it okay to scream? Yeah. Is it okay to curl up in a ball like a baby and cry your heart out? Like a child. Yes. Right. Yeah. Is it okay to laugh hysterically or to have an explosive orgasm just yeah. by yeah. breathing? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's totally and we're fine. We are here to give people a space to experience that in a really innocent mm. pure, that's right. It is clear innocent container. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. Another thing that you actually really touched on for me before and I felt like I got I received a message straight away mm. was the breath. How you're teaching people to breathe and at the moment our planet is requiring breath, it's requiring air, it's requiring us to breathe in order for her to breathe. Mm. And I feel like it's just coming down in such huge forces at the moment that for us to heal the mother, we have to heal ourselves. We have to really connect with our true mission and our true purpose and who we really are and stop letting all this disconnection and all these bullshit stories about life get in the way. And it's just such a beautiful message because I think so many of us are feeling called to do something for the planet, to live a more expansive life, to live a more connected life. And through our breath, we actually are giving back to her as well and giving back to the, the source, to collective too. And Yeah, just so beautiful. So, yeah. And you. we're
1: we're restoring nature's law, nature's yeah. intelligence. Yeah. And so shout out to everyone listening who is in some way participating in the growth of alternative medicine, alternative therapies, spirituality, sustainability, all of these really important parts of restoring nature Yeah. on this planet. And I think it It's actually that simple. Mm. We've gone so far away from what's natural Mm. and it serves us in so many ways. Like technology is such a blessing. We're here right now. I love it. I love (laughs) the internet. I love social media. But also there is so much suffering happening Mm. because of our disconnection from each other Mm. and from the earth. And so little by little- Exactly, as we remind ourselves that there is a natural intelligence governing over all things, mm. all of those conflicts begin to dissolve and the separation dissolves. And so, a part of what we were speaking about earlier, you know, with having these psychedelic type experiences, I think is also restoring our faith in ourselves and that greater intelligence. Mm. And remembering, wow, it's actually there. It's yeah. actually within me. It's actually governing over my entire experience. Yeah. And all this time, I have been living in disconnection and, and amnesia. Yeah. And when you have that direct experience, the feeling is so strong, you cannot deny it. Yep. And so that's something that I... I share a lot with people who do breath work with us is remember how it feels because we can have an experience or we can be told great information. That sounds really good. And we're like, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Okay. I'll take that theory and, you know, adopt that maybe as a belief system, but information can only take you so far, but if you feel it,
0: you can attach faith, to Mm. that in a much stronger way. Mm. I love that because that's so like, so true. And it's how we then create habits for ourselves because we get attached to that feeling. We want to feel that vibration in our body again. It's Mm. not just by the mind taking over and you doing your journaling practice or you doing things that you know you should do when you feel the difference within yourself. Mm. It's that, that you then are able to connect to and want more of. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really acknowledging your body and the process mm. that it goes through, isn't it as well?
1: Yeah. And getting, getting out of um, heady level personal growth and spirituality is such a big one as well. Yeah. When I found breath work, that was probably the most significant aspect of the experience was woe all of this time i've been telling myself all the positive thoughts all the affirmations trying to be miss positive mhm but deep down in my body i I'm still feeling wasn't feeling yeah. it yeah but with the breath i was able to access the feeling
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then also process and liberate the feelings that were contrary to The beliefs that I wanted, you know, acknowledging actually, even though I want to be love and light, I've got anger, I've got rage, I've got resentment, Mm. I've got unresolved pain Mm. and going into that place with deep radical honesty and, and sitting in those uncomfortable feelings is essential. Yes. Absolutely essential for Mm. honest, conscious living, right? Like not just layering on some shiny yeah, yeah. varnish over the top. <laughs> yeah. But underneath holding on to all of that junk, no, we've actually got to excavate it, yeah. process it and heal it.
0: We've got to, I feel like, yeah, because you can go on this spiritual journey and you do, you have all the affirmations, you try to live this positive life and you just end up pushing all this stuff down all the time. You're like, I shouldn't be feeling that. And you tell yourself that you're wrong for feeling negative things or you're wrong for feeling angry or jealous or selfish or whatever it is for you, any of those heavier feelings. And so you just push them down, but emotions are there to give us a message and we're actually meant to dive deeper into them, not avoid them. And breath work is such a beautiful way, especially in the container that's created through you guys. It's such a beautiful way to be able to dive into those emotions and ask them, why do I feel angry? Mm. Like, What's really going on here? Why do I feel jealous? Why am I comparing myself to others? Why do I feel like I'm not worthy? And really diving into those and not just covering them with a band aid and hoping that they'll go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or telling yourself you're wrong because your, these negative, your shadow side is not wrong. It's beautiful. It's as pure and as loving as your light side. Yeah.
1: Yes. Preach it. Yeah. (laughs) And, A part of that too, for everyone listening, that I I just want to put out there as a support and comfort is to know that not everyone can hold you Mm -hmm. in your shadow. Yeah. And that's also okay. Mm -hmm. And I think a part of the reason why we band-aid over our pain is because we think it's unacceptable, as you were saying. We judge it. We feel guilty about it. We want to get on with being in a positive state and then when we do go into those painful places often we're not around people who are um, developed enough in their emotional intelligence their empathy their compassion their their wisdom and understanding of the human experience to be able to hold you in that space without making you feel like you need to be fixed Mm and so then we we feel unsafe right many so many of us have these micro traumas of expressing ourselves and feeling ma- feeling wrong mm-hmm. feeling judged or feeling rejected and so in those moments it's like a part of us shuts down and goes well yeah. when i do this people don't love me people don't accept me i'm not treated the way i want to be treated or perceived the way i want to be perceived and so we become so controlling and locked up and conditional in how we allow ourselves to feel and be. Mm. And so in the unwinding of that, it's so important that we find safe people mm. who we can express to safe places like the O2 awakening workshops or beautiful mm. cacao ceremonies, like what you do and places that are genuinely inviting for you to be who you are as you are in all your feelings mm-hmm. is and essential.
0: And so that requires discernment. It does. And I feel like a really beautiful way I think that we could touch on now is really connecting back to your feelings when you're around those kind of people. Because I think everyone knows the lingo. Everyone knows the language. They know how to make you think that you should open up or think that you're in a safe environment, but how do you honestly feel in that environment? Like what's really going on for you there? Um, How does that person, when you talk to them, make you feel? Do they make you feel safe or are they just using those words that they know to make you feel that way? So really use discernment and your intuition and your guide to connect with what you should and take time. You don't have to rush into your pain too, just take time with it to be gentle with yourself with it. Wait till you actually trust something completely before you dive into it. Wait till you feel safe before you do. And that's okay. Mm. It doesn't have to be this big clearing in one day and I'm going to get through all of my bullshit. And then tomorrow's going to be the best day ever because it doesn't work like that. There's always going to be bullshit. So <laughs> right.
1: yeah, that's, that's music to my ears. That's the truth. Yeah. We are on the journey and we are going to experience cycles upon cycles of joy, pain, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And it's how we meet it.
0: Mm. It's the yin and the yang, isn't it? Too. It's really yep. acknowledging the whole cycle of life, the roller coaster of life is the up and the down. And that's just the way that it is. And it's in order for me to get back up again, I have to deal with my down. I have to deal with my shadow. I have to deal with what's going on for me and where I haven't maybe shown up for myself or why I'm holding guilt for myself or anger or bitterness or whatever it is. I have to dive into that. I can't avoid it because otherwise my up isn't going to be very high and it's really not going to be able to be of service to other people because that's our whole other mission is to be of service to each other, is to hold space for each other to have this experience and to have the best experience that we can all have. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously through love um, and mm-hmm. through the connection of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the more that we are willing to meet those parts of ourselves to give ourselves permission to feel amazing and joyful because a lot of people feel bad about that. Right. Yeah, Totally. Um, and also to navigate our pain responsibly and carefully, lovingly, we create so much space to then mm-hmm. serve others. And that's Also, really follows what we were speaking about before with breath work being a way to access those higher states of consciousness and evolve. Once you get through the dense emotions that have been carried in your system and you start really working through your childhood pain, all the things that we hold, you're free. To get on with living in the moment, mm. and so, with what you shared there about like the cycles of the suffering, it's going to come back around, yes. Yeah. But you don't need to keep reliving the past. That's right. Yeah. There might be present moment challenges that arise, but when you have tools, you can meet them as they arise. Mm-hmm. You can process it. You can be in the season that you're in and then you have the capacity to share, to serve, to cultivate wisdom through your challenges. And we all grow and vibe together.
0: I've yeah. seen that in my own
1: life, right? Like every challenge becomes fuel to help others.
0: Completely. And it adds to your story and it actually adds to your medicine. Your struggles are your medicine. They're your gift to the world essentially and they're there for you to dive into and to really work out what have i got to learn from this how can i help others go through who are going through similar experiences or who have gone through them go through it easier and feel more loved and feel more compassion and then in turn heal the collective i wanted Mm -hmm. to talk a little bit about what's it like to go on an o2 awakening retreat because you do the workshops Mm -hmm. and at the moment you've got a few coming up you've got Couple coming up in Australia where you're doing level one and level two, mm-hmm. um, but it is going to be different. Obviously, to go away for a week with you guys,
1: mm-hmm. what is the? Difference? I love our retreat. So we run an annual retreat in Bali. It's seven days, mm-hmm. and that retreat is very intense and highly transformative. Mm-hmm. So for a full week, we're all staying in one place in a beautiful location in Bali. At a private retreat center. We're doing breath work journeys every day, you know, a full hour and a half of breathing. We're doing workshops. And really, the journey takes you through your pain, your unresolved crap. And we meet it all with love and we breathe through it all. And you have space to be messy and enlightened and whatever else needs to come up and day by day, we guide you in a really intimate setting to move through the different parts of yourself. People describe it as like 10 years, 20 years of therapy in a week, you move through your stuff rapidly and the clarity is just crazy. So what happens is that as we were speaking about earlier, once you shift through the grievances and a lot of the significant moments in your life that you've held on to or applied meaning to, for example, um, maybe a memory from childhood of something your parent did that you made mean that you weren't good enough or you weren't strong or you weren't smart or whatever, mm-hmm. we go to those places witness it, observe it, feel it, understand it. And then it's released. And when you have that release, you have a space open. And I think of it like a vacuum to fill your mind with new beliefs about yourself and about what's possible. So by the end of the week with us, people are experiencing themselves in a whole new way and believing In possibility, believing in their potential, believing that things are simple and way more accessible than they previously were. And I guess an example that a lot of people would relate to is when you have a problem in your life and you have absolutely no idea how to resolve it. And so you kind of have to let it go. But at the same time, there's a part of your brain that starts getting to work on these creative solutions that are so random and then you might be doing the dishes or you might be in the shower or going for a walk and all of a sudden it's like a light bulb and you go oh there it is that's an idea that will solve my problem in a way that I never would have thought of before it was right there but I didn't have access to it and there you go you got it you know and you can change your life that way by accessing more of your creativity mm. and resourcefulness and taking a step back out of the, the micro, as I was saying yeah. before, to, to look big picture and go, actually, I thought that I needed to wait 10 years mm. to step into my dream life vision. I thought I had to wait to be ready and that all of these things had to line up. But if I just turn my focus this way, I could do it this year. Yeah. That yeah. and so from there it's like the launch pad into a new reality. Mm. And I think that's what our retreats offer mm. in a nutshell. It's for people who want to do very deep work, mm-hmm. who are willing to be uncomfortable and want to take responsibility for their lives and and make changes. Mm.
0: That's the key, isn't it? It's really wanting to take that responsibility and make changes from there. Because I think you can go on retreats or you can go to workshops. All these magical experiences can happen for you. But unless you actually take those tools and put them into your day-to-day life and use Mm. them and move from that space, then your life doesn't really change. It kind of just Mm. goes back to the way that it was because we slip back into our old habits or our old thinking. It's very easy to do that. And I guess mm. going away for that week really gives you that ground, that foundation and creates that container for you to be able to hold this new way of thinking in this new belief system and this new paradigm of life. Mm. Um, yeah. And people
1: also leave with an expanded capacity mm. to meet their own discomfort. Mm. Once you are supported to meet your own fear and grief and pain or even ecstatic joy, overwhelming love, all of these mm. sensations that f- can be associated with discomfort or not okayness, you then leave the retreat and you have a new reference point of what's okay. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. it was okay there. It's safe to go there again. It's safe to feel not so great sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean something's wrong. And when you have that expanded... Um, capacity to meet yourself. Mm. You can then get on with creating what you want to create, Mm. even if it feels uncomfortable. And I honestly believe that the biggest reason why most people don't achieve
0: what they want to achieve is because they're afraid of the feelings that will come up if they actually did it. Totally. It's like everyone's... Like, isn't that the Brene Brown thing? Didn't she say, like, in one of her quotes is success is often our biggest fear, like our greatness is actually like our biggest fear, stepping into our greatness, stepping into our mm-hmm. true power. is often what holds us back because we're like, well, what if people, what people think of me? What will that look like? How can I control it? What if it's too much? What if I feel like I'm and I don't like it? And rah, rah, rah. And then you stop mm-hmm. yourself. You're always holding yourself back. Yep.
1: Yeah. What disempowering stories yeah. will be confirmed Yes, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable
0: Mm, If I step into my greatness if I step into my truth. Yeah, what will happen if I do that and yeah having a space like that is so beautiful to be able to Realize that you will find people who will hold you in that space and will love you through it and will be there for you Some people won't have the capacity like you touched on before to be able to do that and that's okay as well that's a part of our lesson in life is that we have certain people in our lives for certain times and then other people for other things. And that's okay. No one is wrong if they can't see your pain and hold it as well, because obviously they've got, they've got their own stuff going on too. And that's okay too. There's no, yeah, it's all beautiful, isn't it? Um, I wanted to touch a little bit when you spoke about a little bit before, but about your channeling and how that Mm. has come in recently. Well, more recently for you, I've seen on Instagram, you've been doing more of it. And how has that changed for you, Hella?
1: Yeah. The channeling is something that I have been supported by personally so deeply since it began happening in 2012 and I kept it pretty private mm. over the last, well, eight years because of a few things. One being fear, for sure, fear of um, people not understanding, fear of my own limiting, disempowering stories being confirmed. <laughs> And the reason why I've begun sharing it more publicly over the last few years, I mean, I do a lot of channeled readings for clients privately and now I'm writing a book and starting to share it more publicly is because I've been able to disidentify with the stories that were keeping me in the box of the status quo Mm. and telling me that to be different is unsafe and um, that I'll be rejected or laughed at or all of those things. And I really desire to be grounded with it. Mm. And my guides as well have always encouraged people to use their support to empower the human experience. Mm. So their guidance isn't coming through to say, "Hey, you know, let's forget about being human. Let's get really obsessed and interested yeah. with how how the ETs are living." Yeah. Um, they're like, "No, focus on yourself and work on you, and allow us to support you in adopting some of our philosophies and ways of operating, so that your society can become." What it's destined to become. So, just bit by bit by bit, I am feeling more and more inspired. And I think that there is actually a takeaway in this for everybody, which is it doesn't need to happen overnight. You know, I've done a lot of breath work, I've done a lot of energy work, and I coach people and do all of these things to get people out of their own way, right? And sometimes getting out of your own way is a journey. And it has been for me, there has been layers and layers of resistance in bringing this work out to the world. And then the other side of it too, is sometimes what we think is resistance is actually a deeper level of intuition saying, Hey, it's not time yet. Just keep, keep cultivating what you've got. Mm. Keep holding it close to you and building it, you know, let it brew like a
0: Fine line (laughs) or whatever.
1: Yeah. Make, make the medicine strong within you. Mm. And when you feel it, you will share it. Mm. Mm. And so I'm definitely not one to rush into sharing modalities or claiming that I have all of the answers. I think I'm, I'm here for the marathon, not the sprint. I, I'll be teaching spiritual principles and empowering people for the rest of my life. And so whether personal development and spirituality is trendy right now or not, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm not in a rush. It doesn't matter to me if my book takes me five years to write or 10 years to write or however long, Um, what matters to me is the integrity of it and the timing feeling
0: right. Mm. I love that. I love it. I love. I got. I've got just got so much nuggets out of that. I think so many times because spirituality is quite trendy or cool at the moment on a certain level. A lot of people are getting into like tarot and buying crystals and starting to, starting their paths, maybe starting mm-hmm. to open themselves up. And yep. our spiritual practice is something that is for the marathon. And because we all have different gifts, don't we? So because you can channel and someone else can do something else. It doesn't also mean that you're higher or anyone either. It's all just there, like mm. for all of us. And I think you can have these gifts and these can, and have these modalities that you know of, of within yourself. And maybe they were activated when you were younger or they're only just coming out now, or you've ignored them and you just kind of can't ignore them anymore. It is just creating a container within yourself and that relationship with that gift first. Um, Before we step into it too much, I'm finding there's a big call. If you're starting to know a lot about energy, if we are outpouring all this energy from ourselves all the time, I don't want to use the word protect, but you need to be aware of what also might be coming back to you and not on a negative scale, but just what other people might perceive of you you will receive that in some way whether it's like thoughts or energy or whatever so you need to make sure your container and your space your foundation is set in your practice Mm -hmm. before you're just giving 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 because it just will end up depleting yeah i
1: i so believe that and the same goes with people who are sharing breath work or any other form of energy medicine or even, even
0: cacao or whatever, like, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. The access to different trainings is growing rapidly. And Mm -hmm. I encourage everyone listening to be very discerning about who you go and sit in space with and allow your intuition to guide you because there is a very big difference in sitting in a cacao ceremony With someone who has sat with cacao and taken the time to energetically connect and understand that medicine and their consciousness that is cacao, to someone who's like, Oh, I like cacao, and that was a fun experience. And now I'm going to share cacao ceremonies. And the same goes with every other modality. There are people who recognize that it's trendy and they feel a bit of a buzz with it and they decide to share it, and integrity. Mm. an embodiment of these practices is what makes it safe and powerful and what gives these practices, you know, staying power in in the world, gives them credibility. Mm. If we can hold a strong space, then we can spread positive experiences to other people. And I just think there's no rush. You know, if you're serious about practicing something, then there's something very valuable about taking the time to understand it first. And I know there's going to be people listening to this that think, oh no, but like, don't be a perfectionist and we've got to get on with it and take radical action. And that's important too. Yeah, for sure. Showing. I think a lot of people, a lot of people are giving voice to that in the world right now. And I also think there is, it's the yin and the yang, right? There is also an important reminder
0: in um, developing potency. Acknowledging the sacredness of these practices as well. And what those sacred practices mean of you if you're going to be offering them to others as a person. Mm -hmm. Because it's energy, isn't it, essentially. And if your Mm -hmm. container isn't full enough to give that energy correctly, then it's not going to be received. And if you take one of the oldest, well, one of the older practices in spirituality, if you want to look at tarot or psychic Mm. readings, people used to go and see what they might call a witch or whatever to go receive a reading for themselves. Mm. And then it started to be in circuses and it started to become a little bit more of a joke practice because you had all these people that were like looking into these glass balls and telling you your futures or looking into a teacup. They didn't really know what they were doing And they just decided to go along with it and it then became a joke and it takes away the realness and the tangibility and the sacredness and the actual hugeness of that practice as being something that's a gift that's here for us. It's a tool that we can use. And you don't want that to happen. If you're feeling like you want to do cacao or you want to offer breath work or you want to offer a modality that you feel naturally given, just play with that a bit play with it a little mm. bit and see, don't just go and start to say, I'm going to off. Oh, I'm now an entrepreneur. This is now my business. Cause that's the big message too. It's like what you said, you should just be doing it. Like stepping up. The time is now. What are you waiting for? Don't let fear stand in the way. And that's mm. just another bullshit story too. Mm-hmm. So really look to yourself for answers and don't look to what anyone else is saying to you really develop that relationship with yourself You're the one who has the answer, and you're the one who knows when the timing is right.
1: I love this, I'm so enjoying (laughs) this conversation because as you share what you've just shared, it's just yet another reminder of nature's law returning to the planet and the idea of respecting our elders Mm -hmm. and honoring the medicine and the understandings that have been cultivated throughout history and having a level of humility
0: to know that we don't know. Yeah. And that's awesome. I love not knowing. <laughs> it's the best. It's the there's, best. There's, there's it means so i like a child. Summer. I love being like and a child. A,
1: right. Exactly. Yeah. It's discovery and it's also the dissolution of so much ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be completely in wonder and unknown and mm. to be patient and curious, well. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: To yeah. be like a true seeker. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. Don't rush it. Just enjoy it for what it is and get curious and develop skills and try different modalities. But just make sure that when you do, you use your intuition and you really dive deeper with the medicine that those people are offering and take time. There's so much push to rush at the moment into this, this whole thing of there's not this time. There is so much fucking time. Honestly, (laughs) it's okay. You have a mission and a purpose in your life that will unveil to you, whether you want it to or not, there is Mm -hmm. always fate. It's just how you decide to play that path and take your time, like enjoy it enjoy life have fun have a good time go out and have go to parties and have a good experience and enjoy your life it doesn't have to be this whole heavy spiritual no that's not right devoted practice it's really your relationship with yourself
1: Mm. nothing
0: else so yeah oh beautiful
1: I feel like that's been a huge message that I've been marinating in and thinking about a lot in 2020 actually is enjoying the now so much more and relishing in the little things and being in the journey rather than being so results driven. And I think where the potency is cultivated is in every single day and every little moment where you choose to be present or you do your morning practice or you treat the person that you're with in the shop with care and love and you look them in the eyes. Those are the moments that build up into who we desire to become. That's right. And, and if we're so caught up in the destination, we miss the ability to integrate the lessons that are showing up in the little things. Mm. So I, I find that the slowing down sometimes becomes even more rich. Yeah. You reveal, wow, there's so much more here that when I'm in go mode, I miss yeah
0: totally and it the thing is is you won't miss what's coming for you you won't miss Mm -hmm. it there's nothing your destination will still appear it's what you do in your everyday life to keep your vibration and to keep your container at level to be able to receive that destination and that's your job it's not necessarily to plan out A, B, C, D, E. This is where I'm going. This is what it has to look like. This is the amount of money. Blah 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 blah. That is there because that's real. That's important. But it's also to just keep keep your container and keep your vibration at that level so you're actually able to receive because something higher than you knows better. It knows more mm. than what our human monkey mind can fathom. So allow that to happen. Yeah. Mm. Mm
1: completely agree (laughs) and I would encourage anybody who is interested in juicing every moment to the max to start playing with your breath actually yes as a way to connect to yourself to quiet your mind and feel more to become aware of creative solutions and ideas and opportunities mm, yeah. that might be missed when you're in that mind. Sometimes we call, might call it kind of masculine achieving mode. Breath is such a simple tool to take you there. And I love the word inspiration mm. to inspire, to yeah. breathe in spirit, to receive wisdom and, and to be inspired. Right by a consciousness greater than yourself. So if anybody's interested, we have a free five-minute practice on our website, theo And that's the practice that I do every day to inspire myself, to slow down, to surrender into the moment, to take action guided by love rather than fear,
0: and just to feel good. Yeah, and that's what you want. Feel good, totally. Yes, yes. beautiful. So... Hella and it's just you and Lucas that are doing the Australian leg of the tour.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then our business partner, Victoria Bowman is touring Canada. So Beautiful. we're dividing
0: to, to conquer. conquer with love. Laugh. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all together for our Bali retreat.
0: You. So I'll have all the details will be available in the show notes and on the website. If you want to go along, come along. I'll be going to the Gold Coast and Brisbane ones. I want to soak them up as much as I you're can hardcore. while I'm here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just that. want to yeah, soak it up as much as I can while you're here. Um, and I definitely plan on attending a retreat as soon as possible too for my family. So yeah, me and my partner would love to come, but check wow, them out. Follow that. them on Instagram and we'll put all the details for you guys. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much, Hella, for today. Likewise. Thank so you for beautiful. this conversation and to everyone who listened. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Much love. Wow. Just wow, so much juiciness, so much power in that conversation. You can head over onto any of the videos. I'll put the links on to do that five-minute breath work and start putting that into your daily life. I highly recommend that. It's five minutes, and it's going to change your life. It's going to up-level you. It's going to really connect you to the fact that you are everything, that you are universe, that you are spirit, that you are source, that you are God. And really remind you of your true essence and your true power in that essence. So I'm so excited for you to get into your breath and to dive deeper into the O2 awakening and everything that Hella is bringing into the world at the moment through her channeling and through her breath and the gift that that is. Um, All the links will be available in the show notes and through the podcast. Everything is there. So I really encourage you to go. They have workshops coming up in February and March here in Australia and New Zealand. They are all around Australia, Brisbane, Gold Coast if you're in Queensland and in New Zealand. All of the dates are available through the link if you click on the link in the show notes. Much love to you all. I cannot wait to hear your feedback and everything that you get from this episode so please write anything any notes that you have please feel free to write them below i would love to hear from you and yeah much love to you all